in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Church, can we give the Lord a shout of praise as you take your seats? Thank you so much. Good morning, Father's House. Once again, my name is Michael Collier. It is a joy for me to welcome you to church this Christmas Eve. Thank you to everyone for spending their Sunday morning with us, both here in the building and everyone joining us online, whether that's on our local Kingfish FM radio station, on Facebook or YouTube. So church in the building, will you please help me both thank the band for leading us in worship and joining every, <laughs> inviting everyone to join us online. So thank you so much for being here. Hello, Vincent. Hello. Nice Hello, church. You. Hello, everybody. Good morning. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, yeah. Okay, well, I'm staying. I'm glad. <laughs> well, um, firstly, I know, speaking of online and joining us from online, um, can we just say a Merry Christmas to Pastor George, joining us from St. Lucia. Thank you so much for, for, for being here. We miss you, but we're grateful to be here today. Um, so Christmas brings with it a few weird traditions, if I can say that. So, some, some of you have... Christmas Eve, when you open presents, is it Christmas Eve, is it Christmas morning, is it Christmas night? Um, what are some of the weird and wonderful things you and your family do, Vincent? We had a bit of a disappointing day yesterday. Uh, can I share it, Cherise? No, too late now. I'm so sorry. We, um, we discovered that uh, we had little, one or two boxes for people that... Uh, we made up, but the box got a lid on it so easy, and we left it in the spare room, only to find out last night, after the girls had gone to sleep, one box is suspiciously without chocolates, <laughs> as little chocolate ballies. So this morning, there had to be a stern uh, talking to you. I don't, I don't think this should become a tr- Christmas tradition, <laughs> but generally, we spend time with family, uh, we spend time uh, eating, and then thinking that, like, oh, you know, when you say, I don't think I could ever eat again, and then... 20 minutes later, you're at the fridge. What? Bit more, bit more uh, gammon, please. So that's generally the, 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 the energy. Yeah, I think of eating. I think of my mom. Every Christmas makes a homemade ice cream and a Black Forest trifle. It, it is just the most amazing. Don't think of trifle as like custard and funny layers and things. This is a heavenly dish that my mom makes. Um, yeah, I, I, when I think of Christmas, I think of Red House, the little village I grew up in, and um, Father Christmas comes down the river on Christmas Eve, and uh, from the North Pole to visit the children of Red House, and he came to visit me when I was young, and then we have the Boxing Day family triathlon in Red House, which is a very, very important thing for the pride of the village, whose name is at the top of the family tree, um, uh, and then, of course, uh, Church. We're always in church on Christmas. So thank you for spending Christmas in church with us. Great to have you. So today, uh, Vincent and I are going to take us on a journey to find the joy of Christmas. When we think of the story of Christmas, we think perhaps of Joseph and Mary going on a journey to Bethlehem. And we think of the wise men following a star on a journey to find Jesus, or perhaps the shepherds having the angels appear to them and then going on a journey to find this newborn king. So today, we'd like to take you on a journey to find the joy of this newborn king, Jesus. Yeah, we're excited to go on the journey with you. It's the first time we've done something like this, so please bear with us. If you're visiting, um, this is how it goes every Sunday. <laughs> so, so what we'll do is, 
just so there are no surprises. I'm here with my guitar because you know, we'll sing one or two things um, and have a laugh at one or two things maybe. But you know, there are a lot of misconceptions or myths about Christmas. Some people call it mythmas. It's like, oh, it's just a myth, really. There was no Jesus. There was no... I'm like, okay, or it wasn't this date or that date, or was it really? It doesn't matter. We know that Jesus Christ was born, and we're picking today to say we celebrate it. And then some people were like, a friend of mine said, nowhere in the Bible does it say that they celebrate Jesus' birth. I said, they do. And he said, where? I said, at the birth. <laughs> and they're all there. They're so happy he came. And then they told everybody about it, right? And they had to try and keep it secret from some people. There's a lot of myths. So we wanted to answer three very important questions today. And the first one is this. Why should we be happy that Jesus was born? Have you ever been happy to receive a second chance? Now, you may have heard that I am recently married. <clears throat> Listen, we're here 2,000 years later celebrating the birth of Jesus. I'm going to be celebrating my marriage 2,000 years later. You better get used to it. But one thing I've, I've learned being recently married is that sometimes I have to ask my wife for a second chance. Perhaps you've, you've been happy to receive a second chance from your spouse. Perhaps the second chance is quite simple. I know Vincent and I have played enough golf together to know that he's seen me tee off and land in the bushes right next to the tee box and, and say, Vincent, can I please have a second chance uh, to tee off? For your third shot, yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But some things are bigger than that. Some things we know fundamentally we are desperate for a second chance. Perhaps we all know that we've sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. That's a bigger second chance that we require. A second chance to be the true image of God. And what if we could get that second chance to walk with God in the garden again? What if we could get a second chance without the guilt and shame of our past, but instead freely a second chance to be human in the image of God? We should all be happy that Jesus was born because Jesus came to give us that second chance to be made new in Him, to be made new in the image of God. Vincent mentioned some misconceptions about Christmas earlier. One of those that I've heard is that God is in fact the Grinch who came to steal Christmas, that perhaps He is the one who is making a list, checking it twice to see who is naughty and nice. But God is not the Grinch who came to steal Christmas. God is the gift who came to bring us Christmas. Christmas is God's joy, for God did not send His Son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through Him. Jesus is God's rejoice. This is good news of great joy for all people. We should be happy that Jesus was born, because Jesus has come to give us that second chance to be in relationship with God. Zephaniah 3.17 is a beautiful passage of Scripture from an Old Testament prophet. You might not have even known that Zephaniah was in the Bible. But it, he's looking forward to the day that Jesus would come. And he says this, The Lord your God is with you, the mighty warrior who saves. He will take great delight in you. 
In His love, He will no longer rebuke you, but will rejoice over you with singing. God has come to be with you in Jesus, the one who saves. God is delighting in you. God is rejoicing over you with singing. I thought about, um, when we mentioned the scripture, I thought about two songs. I'm going to sing now, by the way. Oh, there we go. Can you all hear me? This, um, we're going to do one or two songs here and there. You don't have to sing with too much, but this particular passage of scripture that Michael's reading from um, is the foundation of two songs that you might have sung in church before. Uh, one of which is, You unravel me with a melody You surround me with a song of deliverance from my enemy till all my fears are gone. The other song that it's based on is um, is Savior, He can move the mountain. My God is mighty to save. He is mighty to save forever. The author of salvation. He rose and conquered the grave. Jesus conquered the grave. He's mighty to save. Amen. So beautiful to be able to sing as wonderfully as Vincent does. But really, what I, how we wanted to answer this question about why should we all be happy that Jesus was born is actually to first see that Jesus' birth is God's joy to be with us. And then the scripture says, as the prophet, or again, as the Old Testament scripture Nehemiah says, this is not a time to mourn that God has come near and then we realize, oh, we have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. No, this is a time to rejoice that Jesus has restored within us the image of God. That scripture in Nehemiah 8 verse 10 says, go and enjoy choice food and sweet drinks, similar to what we do on Christmas, and send some to those who have nothing prepared. This day is holy to our Lord. Do not grieve, for the joy of the Lord is your strength. Scripture says, for the joy set before him, Christ endured the cross. This is God's joy to make friends with us through Jesus. So to answer the question, why should we all be happy that Jesus was born? Jesus came so that mankind and God could become friends. So today, I want to encourage you. If you're asking, why should I be happy why, that Jesus was born? Receive the joy and the gift of friendship with God through Jesus. Yeah, I had, a, I had a struggle with this myself, just to, you know, experience the real joy that comes from knowing God. So I wrote a song about it. It's called The Gift. I, I said that I would use this mic for talking. I'm sorry. So I wrote the song called The Gift because I realized that God wants friendship with us. And I do not have to beg him for it. Often in our friendship with God, or even the lack thereof, we think that God doesn't really want to be my friend. Um, So I wrote a song about it, uh, and I'd like to play it, if that's okay. It's called The Gift. 
you broke forth in heavenly light and ushered in the morning. O shepherd, shrink not with the fright, but hear the angel's warning. This child now in infancy, assurance and our joy shall be. The earth received its Christmas gift, God sent our peace in a baby. And oh, heaven is open wide, oh what a beautiful night, as heavenly gifts descend. And mankind and God become friends You roll forth in heavenly light To herald our salvation Humbly to the earth he comes He's our hope and expectation Here in human flesh to dwell Jesus, our Emmanuel, our darkest season chapter ends. You have become our friend. Oh, you have become our savior, friend. Now heaven is open wide. Oh, what a beautiful night! As heavenly gifts descend. And mankind and God become friends Now heaven is open wide Oh, what a beautiful night As heavenly gifts descend And mankind and God become friends song. If you also want another song to remember God has become your friend, it's um, not you've got a friend, you've got a friend in me. <laughs> you got him troubles, but also, I am a friend of God. Always remember that, you know? He calls me friend. It is a beautiful privilege to be a friend of God. Yeah. And so we thank God for the gift of Jesus through whom we are friends. Yeah. But <clears throat> Vince, I might ask that is a reason to be happy that Jesus was born. But what if I'm happy without Jesus? Good question. I'm going to use this. I'm so sorry. I said I would use the other one, but now I'm using this one. I'm... Yeah, I think if you're asking the question, Vince, what, I'm, what if I'm happy without Jesus? My answer would be, 
to say that you're far too easily pleased. Is that maybe you find happiness in boats, homes, jet skis, and jobs. But by comparison, it pales against the joy and happiness that comes from knowing Jesus. You know, somebody, somebody once told me, if you want to be happy for the rest of your life. But I, I was willing to risk it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I said I wouldn't do that. <laughs> but I'd say you're far too easily pleased. And that we find, you know, we, we find we're sucked in by the cares of this world and the likes of this world. And I think we miss out on the true joy of our salvation, of knowing Jesus. You know, um, I, think, I think of a song. I'll sing it for you now. Uh, you can sing along if you want to. It's about Pharrell Williams. I don't know how to say his name. But, you know, a song can make you happy. Lots of things can make you happy. Trifle can make me very happy. It might seem crazy what I'm about to say I don't know the lyrics of the rest of the song today <laughs> Because I'm happy clapping along If you feel like a room without a roof Clap along if you feel like happiness is the truth Clap along if you feel like happiness is in you So that's so you could do that, uh, but I would say you're far too easily pleased. If you want to be happy um, at a one out of ten level, then cool, be happy with a job and a jet ski. But if you want to go deeper than that, if you want more, you know, you might say to me, "Oh, Vincent, well, I'm still okay with my low level of happiness." But I'm saying to you, don't be, don't be happy with that. Don't you're settling for far too little of what can be experienced this side of heaven. Don't miss experiencing the joy of salvation that comes from Jesus. Does that help answer a little bit? Yeah, as you said, there are many things that can bring us joy, that can make us happy. Scripture even references that the beauty of nature can bring us joy, or a good bottle of wine, or a sweet-smelling perfume, or a friend. Or our children. And, and those are all varying degrees of happiness. I hope that your children bring you greater happiness than a bottle of wine. But the scripture, it might require you to use a bottle of wine. Um, the scripture also mentions that there are, there are magical moments, but they are just that. They are momentary. And there are other things that are both magnificent and they leave their mark. Permanent and transformative joy. If I, I'm a big rugby fan, Vincent and myself both. We thought perhaps that the Springboks win was a, was a moment that was permanent and transformative joy, right? The whole country, well, apart from Nathan and Giselle who support the All Blacks, the whole country were alive with joy that evening, that wonderful Saturday evening in October. But not one hour after 
the final whistle blew. ESCOM reintroduced load shedding. It was magical, but momentary joy. Jesus brings a joy that is both permanent and transformative. If we think of, oh, sorry, thank you. Vincent mentioned that our pursuits of joy might take us to all sorts of places. And there's nothing wrong with a job or a jet ski, you know. But what the wise men taught us was that the wisdom and the wealth that the world has to offer does not match the joy found when you see Jesus. When they saw the star, the scripture says they were overjoyed. Perhaps you've allowed yourself to get caught up in the wisdom and the wealth of the world. And perhaps you just need a star to shine a light for you to see the joy of Jesus. Or perhaps like the shepherds, you were caught up in the busyness and the business of life and there wasn't time for joy. You were too busy to be joyful. And heaven had to interrupt them to say, all of heaven's joy is already available to you. The invitation is here in Jesus. You need only to receive it. They said, do not be afraid. I bring you good news of great joy to all people. This is ultimate joy. All of heaven opening up, singing glory to God and peace and goodwill on earth. And when the shepherds received that message, they were overjoyed. And I think even of Simeon, who was in the temple day after day, year after year. And perhaps you've been coming to church day after day, year after year, but you're lacking joy. And Simeon saw Jesus and he said, my eyes have seen your salvation. And so today I want to say that heaven's joy is both permanent and transformative. And the invitation has come in the birth of Jesus. If you're happy without Jesus, you're happy without heaven on earth. Heaven on earth has come in the person of Jesus. Happiness apart from Jesus is true, it's there, but it is fleeting and temporary. Sweet candy floss, devoid of any substance. Heaven's joy in Jesus is both permanent and transformative. So our prayer for you today is that God would reveal Himself to you as He did to the wise men and the shepherds and Simeon so that you can see the fullness of heaven's joy in Jesus and that you would go for it. Give it a go. Why not follow Jesus? What is there to lose when there is all of heaven to gain in the joy of Jesus? Turn your eyes upon Jesus Look full in His wonderful face And the things of the earth Will grow strangely In the light of His glory and grace Strangely in the light 
of His glory and grace. And Lord, we pray today that you would show us that we've been taking pleasure in basic things. We don't want to be so drawn in by the things of this world. Help us not to miss out on the joy of knowing you. So turn your eyes upon Jesus. Look full in his wonderful face. And the things of the earth will grow strangely. In the light of His glory and grace. Well, what a beautiful song. Who grew up singing that song? Lots of us. It takes me back to the little Methodist pew hearing that song and seeing my mother singing that song. Seeing Sharice's mother singing that song and still worshipping today. Well, Here's the third question then that we have to ask. What if I believe and follow Jesus, but I do not have joy? What if I believe, but I don't have joy? That's question three. Life is not easy. That's perhaps an understatement. There are, there are many things that steal our joy. Suffering steals our joy. Even scripture tells us the enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But Jesus came that we might have life and have it to its full, overflowing with life and joy. Jesus also said to us, in this world you will have trouble, but take heart, for I have overcome it. Jesus came so that his joy may be in us and our joy may be complete and that we would produce fruit of joy. But what scripture tells us, and if we consider Mary, in order for us to experience the fullness of joy in Jesus, we need to go from knowing about a God out there to having a God in here, in our hearts. God is full of joy, so he sent his son Jesus to reconcile us to himself, to make friends with us. And this is Heaven's joy and all of heaven and nature sing of this joy. But in order for us to experience true joy, lasting joy, here on earth, we need to go from knowing about God logically and theologically, from going from head knowledge to heart knowledge. When Mary, when the angel came to Mary, she said, how will this be that God will come to live in me? But she responded with humility and said, I am the Lord's servant. And God came upon her and came to dwell in her. And you might ask, how could this be? How will this be for God to come live in me? But God has come. When we respond, I am the Lord's servant, Jesus comes to dwell with us and within us. And when we do so, we respond with joy to know the fullness of God. Ephesians 3 is a, Paul, is a prayer from Paul that we pray for you today. 
I pray that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, coming to live in you. And I pray that you, being rooted and established in love, may grasp how wide and how long and how high and how deep is the love of Christ. And to know this love that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. Like Mary, when we ask, how will this be? May we make ourselves available and invite God to come and live in me, in you. May we respond with prayer. So the answer to the question of how do I have joy after believing is to pray that you will go from believing in a God out there to welcoming in a God in here, in your heart, to receive God through faith, to respond that God might come dwell in you through Jesus. And when you do so, your heart will cry out. It will rejoice as Mary rejoiced when God came to live in her. God's word, pray for eyes to see and for our hearts to feel. Pray for us. This is true joy that God would come to us. So wherever you are on this journey, perhaps, that we've taken you through, I might actually at this stage invite you to stand with me and invite the band up. We'll sing one more song together. Wherever you are on this journey to joy, would you rejoice with all of heaven because it is God's joy to make friends with you and with me. Would you receive this gift and this joy of friendship with God? Perhaps 
you need to ask God to reveal himself to you, that he would reveal the joy that comes from Jesus, all of heaven's joy, apart from the joys of this world, the eternal joys available to us now in a relationship with Jesus. And finally, that we would respond to ask God to go from a God out there to a God in here, to a God in our hearts. This is true joy. Then we will, like Mary, respond with joy to all the world.